welcome back to Back to the Film. In this week's episode, Rob Blue and I take a look at the 1998 film by Steven Spielberg, Saving Private Ryan. I uh, hope you like what you hear. If you do, please take the time to rate and review us. And if you want to leave uh, a comment uh, or get in touch, it's backtothefilm20 at gmail.com. Cheers. Enjoy the show. Listen on after the tune for uh, general chit-chat. Well, because you said you'd watched it, and we know it's a film that you've always wanted to... I think you've mentioned in the past we are chatting about saving excuse me i'm just burp so i was to start again we're going to be chatting about uh saving private ryan the 1998 film i didn't realize this film was was uh that old to be honest with you but uh obviously it is but uh yeah, yeah. saving thinking private about ryan. It. thinking about it yeah it was a college wasn't it oh you had to say something oh yeah you had to get it you had to get that in didn't you <laughs> you know, that's the way he does it. I'm, I was at college. Like, I was you know, at college. Or, uh, like, yeah. you, you two was like past 30 at that stage or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. say both of you were past 30. Uh, how old was I? Well, all right, let's not talk about it. I was 30, yeah. It's, uh, about 30, Christ's sake. God, yeah. I was in my 20s, yeah. So I was still a bit youngish. God. But, but, uh, yeah, well, so it was a 1998 film... Um, it had was it a thirty million US dollars budget, and did it make something like two hundred and eighty-two? I've got seventy million budget and four hundred and eighty-two box office. No, is that right? Am I looking at the wrong one? No, yeah, that is right. That is yeah. right. Yeah. Now so, this stars must Tom have made, Must have made more than that since the box office release yes, by now. Since the box office, I think I should think it has. Yeah, yeah. Is, but, isn't it coming out on Sky Movies or something like that soon? I, I don't know. I mean, I know it's on Netflix. That's why uh, it, it kept popping up on Netflix. And it's been on hmm. a couple... I think it's been... I can't remember what it's been on um, recently. But, uh, no, it kept popping up on Netflix. Um, but uh, coming out of the blocks, I'd say, yeah, this is a very, very good film. It's a very good film. And I think it's very well, well orchestrated. I mean, I think, didn't they employ... 20 of the is it what was the brigade is it the 201 or 101 squad 101st airborne i don't remember which rangers it was though yeah yeah, yeah. they had to spend two weeks in, in like in boot camp um mm. all the other actors initially that's and right then, yeah and then they spent there was i think 20 of the 101st airborne people that were in the actual um world war Two, and they had to sort of uh, shadow the actors and they was given the actors sort of you know how they should be and stuff like that so it's a very well thought out film it's a brilliantly shot film and the the sceneries and the sets and everything yeah it's yeah. fantastic I mean, yeah. the, fir- the first 25 minutes of this film uh, mm. any, anybody that sit there sort of open mouth and think my god this is what it was really like um, well there's something wrong with them but the first 25 minutes is just uh it just takes your breath away, doesn't it? There, there's, you, uh, well, up until then, I don't think there'd been anything like it that was quite as graphic and quite as... Uh, um... It was that beginning bit where they're coming <laughs> off the landing craft, the ramp goes down, and the first rows are just completely mowed down before anyone can even move. That's right, by that it, uh, yeah. awful bloody um, German mach- uh, machine gun. I can't remember what it was called, but it was... MB-34. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a, a bit of a game changer that machine gun, wasn't it? Very distinctive sound and all that sort of thing. But Christ, how bloody terrifying would that be to to? Well, what a death! You know, you, you mm. haven't even had a chance to shoot your rifle. 
yeah. hadn't even got off the boat. Yeah, and, uh, and some of the people were jumping off and drowning because they couldn't get the gear off. And Christ, those not no, that it was so bloody graphic and so uh, bloody and uh, no, it really was an eye opener, wasn't it? But uh, I did read a read a, something um, that uh, a, a lot of the veterans went to see it, and it, and it did cause a spike in uh, veterans suffering with PTSD and, and I think uh, Steven Spielberg and the, and the film company set up a, a special sort of crisis line for some of the older uh, veterans that went to, went to see it to help them out with uh, what, what it brought back in, in into them from their memories and that sort of thing but uh, no truly harrowing the first sort of 25 yeah. minutes aren't they yeah you, you, just, yeah you just got to take your hat off to people involved all the soldiers sort of that were, were enlisted to go and do that, you know, and, and I suppose when we think about it now, although we've got, it's about all soldiers. It's not just, it's, it's the, obviously the Americans, the English, but then yeah, you've also yeah. got to think about obviously all the German lives lost and stuff like that. I know it was a war one but, against yeah. the other, but I mean, well, they put the casualties at D-Day was pretty similar for both the Allies and the Germans, which, when you think about it, is quite astounding. When you quite astounding, you know. yeah. You know, in the in the film, there's two when they they've made it up onto the top of the cliffs or, or, or what have you, and there's mm. two soldiers with their that come out of a trench and they're sort of got their arms up. Mm. They they are actually um, speaking Czech. Uh, yeah. because they they were um, and what they were saying was we're Czech we're not uh, uh, you know we're not fighting we didn't kill anyone please don't kill us but they obviously there's two Americans of pretty and lots of the soldiers on the German side weren't Germans and no, that's right they were uh, Ukrainians and Czechs and yeah yeah forced conscripts wasn't it basically so so uh, it's very crap times wasn't it oh yeah. Christ it was Awful horrendous time. it was yeah. horrendous but. I mean, okay, we've got COVID going on at the moment, but we've got it easy compared to having to be oh. forced to go, having to be forced to go and do something like that. It's mm. shocking. And I, yeah. I, I just diverse a little bit. I was a little bit peed off last night. I was watching our local news, South Today, and who's that woman on the? Who's the old, the old, the older woman? Um, uh, Sally Taylor. That's it. Yeah. And then she made a statement saying, um, yep, on June the same, we should have um, VC Day, Victory COVID Day. And I thought... Mm, no. I thought, what a load... You can't compare VC Day to sort of... Yeah, I think... Well, you start looking at the total deaths for Corona and it's less than the Battle of the Somme. I was, yeah. The differences are just huge. I know it's a terrible thing we're going through at the moment, but it isn't the same. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, having your arm blown off or anything like that are you no well there's another yeah. scene that completely shocked me when i first saw it that guy on the beach he, he had his arm well supposedly he was an amputee wasn't he but he, he's picking up that arm to take it to the medic his own arm yes that's right yeah 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 he's he, but the shell shock of it all and the, the amount of people uh, mm. were sort of, uh, curled up crying over it and what have you and and uh there was a bit of a debate whether or not tom uh Tom Hanks's character is uh, uh, if he's got PTSD or or it's early onset Parkinson's because uh, mm. there was a I think it was there was somebody made the connection that um, Hitler had early onset um, Parkinson's didn't he? Yeah. I'm not sure if they were trying to make some tenuous link between the two, but I'm not sure. I'm not Maybe. Sure. 
Whoa. But even the, the beach landing itself, they're pointing out that Omaha Beach was such a mess for the original landings that without the rangers being landed in different places, they probably wouldn't have made it off the beaches. No. The whole right, of yeah. could have been screwed up. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it truly was breathtaking, the, the, the filming and what have you. But uh, what mm. the, in real life, what those blokes went through, it was just like, you know, being mowed down with those bloody machine guns, like you said before, the boat had even dropped its uh, front yeah, ramp. front of the boat ramp and what have you, yeah, and that's bloody, and because and, uh, uh, I think they did mention it, but um, uh, all the all those tanks, that they, they had those tanks that were supposed to be able to float, yeah. they, all, they all sank, didn't they? Or, or they Most of them sank, it, some of them were let off too early so they couldn't cope and the, the waves were too choppy because it was just a canvas shroud around them. That's and if right, yeah. over the canvas, the tank went down. Yeah. So they were left out in the too rough a sea, they went down. We yeah. have got we have got our own live live historian. Rob <laughs> carried away. He, he does know I like way. tanks. He does, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, oh, you do like tanks, don't you? I, think I do like tanks, so it's another reason I like this film for spoiler later on when they've got a couple of T thirty eight marauders and a couple of tigers. And I think one oh, of the tigers was one three one, the running one from Bovington, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Oh, yeah, right, I, right. I, I thought that too, Rob. But yeah, I wasn't going to say it to myself. But yeah, but, sorry to have ruined that for you, Blue. Sorry. Yeah, I must. I must admit, I noticed something, or uh, for the first time uh, watching it um, last night, is that uh, one of the people that the, the camera focuses in on is uh, one of Private Ryan's uh, brothers, isn't it? A, a, a S Ryan. The body sorry. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. The body. I've never, I've never noticed that before. Never. Uh, it's quite an it important bit, wasn't it? Sorry. It's quite an important bit. It's quite an important bit, isn't it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I never noticed that, that his name was Ryan before, but uh, but mm. uh, there you go. But, I must uh, admit, I must admit, for a bunch of soldiers to be told to go and find your mission is to go mm-hmm. and find another soldier to tell him that his brothers has died. Uh, it must have been quite a weird sort of operation it's a massive moral dilemma isn't it is it right to try and save him to rescue one person or one family but you're putting so many other families you might only have one child uh, yeah. yeah 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 i did think i mean so is it an actual true story based on isn't it the idea of because they've had um they had families but were wiped out isn't it based more on something that uh Abraham Lincoln wrote or something or other. Yeah, the letter they keep referencing about having the lost four children yeah. fighting for the Union, yeah. But, oh, right, gotcha. But I, I'm not sure if this actually or anything like this um, happened during the uh, you know, during the, the Second World War, but but uh, obviously there's a lot of um, cinematic license going on, but I'm not sure I, I, I haven't picked up on anything that this is based sort of loosely on a true story, but... Uh, it's based on know. a book that someone picked up. Um, yeah. I can't remember what the book was now. I saw somewhere when I was reading. The writer saw a book about it and based it on that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but um, when we, we, we've got to the top of the hill and then the Americans have, uh, have um, uh, taken all the retribution, yeah, but, yeah, quite yeah. rightly, from all the... The, the blokes in the in the in the uh, dugouts and what have you, then they get the, they get their orders. And then we lose our first one of the uh, little group, don't we? And that's um, uh, Vin Diesel's character, Corporal Capazzo, is it? Yeah, and the and, sniper uh, in the bell tower. Yes, that's right. That's right. Who? Oh yeah. That's uh, and he 
bleeds everywhere and that's uh quite a moving scene where he's trying to get the letter to his mate isn't it and what have you but uh, yeah he wants to get his letter father i think i've seen it before that where they're walking through the um the fields and they're trying to complain about it and why they should be doing it was one more important scene yes you're, you're probably right yeah where they're all uh some of them are saying this is uh well to use a phrase from the film food bar uh, yeah and uh others are saying no it's a good it's work who I don't think any of them are saying it's a worthwhile mission. It, well, except other than for, the captain when he's sarcastically yeah. responding, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but uh, I think they can all see it for you know for the for the well the, the stupid well I I personally think it's like you said a, a second ago, Blue. It's uh, ridiculous to send all these people out just to get one one buddy person. But uh, but there you go. But we well we wouldn't have had such a good film without that. But. But, uh, I mean, it'd be quite a good film for kids to watch at school, wouldn't it, in history? Yeah. Yes, I think it would. The, 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 certainly the first 25 minutes would uh, would be a shocker for them. But, but, uh, I mean, yeah, that way through and just the dilemmas that are put through the whole time. I mean, when Vin Diesel's shot by the sniper and he's trying to help the girl down, is it right that the father's trying to get the people out, the children out of the house, or should they be staying there in the middle of a combat zone? What There isn't a right or wrong. And you could yeah. open that... And then you could open that that sort of thing up for discussion, then, couldn't you? Around mm. in the classroom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think there you go, Rob. That's, that's another sort of um, path you could take. Yeah. Yeah. Historian, stroke, history teacher. I get bored talking to other people and just carry on reading whatever it was I was looking in. All right. Gotcha. Isn't it? Isn't it around now that they find the wrong uh, Private Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, think <laughs> ten or twelve year old brother or something, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, it can't be. I can't be right. You're still in high school or something over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but uh, but uh, they, then they had that scene with the um, where the f- wall falls down. Is it before or after this? It's it's, um, it's, it's no. just after this, isn't it? No, That's it's not. Right. Um, yeah, it's just after that because they're going across the town. That's right. Yes, yeah, just after this. And, and, no, no, it's just before this because uh, that's where they meet um, uh, Ted Danson's character. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Captain. I can't remember what his name. I haven't written that one down. But um, uh, and they yeah. made the obligatory comment about criticizing Montgomery. Every yes. American war film ever yes. has to have yeah. that comment in it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, he's overrated or something or other. Or yeah. wait for Montgomery to catch up. I don't think there was quite the animosity in real life between them. Between there was between the generals. Yeah, but then Montgomery was meant to catch a Calais in a couple of days, wasn't it? And it was months before he did. Yeah, that's oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're quite right on that front. Is um, is someone still using their whiteboard? <laughs> no, why? Yeah, what for fact? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's because uh, you, I, you, I didn't re- I know if um, you were going to be on tonight because you, you, you it was sort of quite up in the air, and I was watching um, our backup film which was uh, AI. Did you watch AI as well, Rob? Yes. And I was watching AI up until, um, I don't know, about quarter past seven, so I never, I haven't had the chance to... Uh, How to, far have you got in AI? I finished it. Okay. Uh, Did you think it should have finished about half an hour earlier? Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, it, uh, I thought the ending... It was so know. drawn out and ridiculous. Yeah. Hang uh, on. Hang on. What, what film are we reviewing here? 
sorry uh, sorry we'll we'll uh we'll save it for another time i don't i don't think it's a film you'd enjoy but we'll wait yeah we'll, i don't we'll, think it's a film i enjoy don't worry yeah uh yeah it's um anyway let's try to stay on track with saving private ryan but that's yeah. why that's the reason i haven't got the facts is because i was trying to cover both bases it's amazing how uh, Rob and I had a few texts go back and forth at the weekend, and I sort of joked and said, you know, with my hectic schedule, I should be able to fit both films in. And uh, <laughs> it's amazing how difficult that, that turned out to be. To, to, uh, Same to here. I only finished it. watching Private Ryan uh, uh, just about, I don't know, 10 to 6. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I've been, watch- I've been watching about three or four films a day. <laughs> what? No. Have you? We'll get well, yeah. When you get up about six o'clock and that sort of stuff, and you have your sort of coffee and that, then you think, mm. well, what, what else can I do? I'll go and just, I've got loads of pillows on the couch. I've got everything. I just sit there and just play movies. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to lose. I've got nothing to watch. Mm. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, exactly what uh, Rob and I said last week that I'm starting to feel TV'd out. Like I'm almost getting fed up with uh, uh, watching TV, but, uh, but, um, I even contemplated about buying a jigsaw puzzle or one of them, buying one of them matchstick models. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah right. I only contemplated. But anyway, that's going off the film. Come on, let's get back to the film. <laughs> let's get back to the film. <laughs> um, right, we have this little sniper shootout, don't we? And then... Uh, well, um, they do try their bit again to point out that the Americans are not all good because the, the, the um, runner gets shot and then keeps being shot. And the captain points out that they carry on doing the same thing because as long as there's air in his lungs, the message can be carried on. That's right. Yes, yes, uh, yes. He does say that. Trying, to, yeah, to, trying a little little bit of tainted uh, to take the American way. But um, but uh, what comes after this? You know, they're marching. Where they march across? Uh, they, march, uh, they find they out come, they're going to go to the. They find the um, what's it? The glider, don't they? This they find the chap with the glider, and uh, he and then they're going through the dog ta- dog tags, aren't they, in front of all the uh, soldiers walking, yeah. Yeah, walking back and, and and what have you, and then they they uh, chat to the bloke who's uh, I suppose he's got perforated eardrums, and he, mm. he he gives them an idea where uh, uh, Private Ryan mm. is, and and off they off they head towards there. But they come at that. This is the other one of the other bigger scenes of the film is when they come across the um, machine gun. Post, yeah, isn't it? But, uh, and what have you, and and uh, and uh, the uh, the medic ends up getting shot, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, and the argument whether they should have bothered to do it because they could get round it easy enough, or in the, and, in the first place, yes, just, mm. yeah. What would you have done? To be honest, I'd have probably gone round it. Yeah, uh, I'd like to think uh, I'd have uh, run up the hill and, and taken on that machine gun, but. Uh, in a lot of ways, a sensible thing would be to to go round it. But why didn't they have a radio? To Two radio? smaller unit, I'd imagine. Oh right, okay. okay. Also, they were pointing out a lot of the radio communications weren't working because they tried that earlier, weren't they? When they were in the town. Oh, that's right. Yes. Going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You, you well, probably would have. You probably would have gone up on your electric assisted bicycle, though, Adam. Though, wouldn't you? <laughs> Zipped up the outside and uh, and. Done a, done a stoppy in front of them. And it, then... it does seem, I mean, it, I don't know if we've missed something about it. They attack the machine gun bunker where there's, there's three Germans and a machine gun. Yeah. Why don't they go around the side and come from the other side? Yes. Yeah. Why? That's one thing I thought that. Why are they running up the bloody hill in, you know, virtually 
dead in line with the bloody machine gun pointing down. Like you said, why didn't they go round it and flank them and or whatever? Or you know, it just seemed such a an ill thought out uh, attack sort of thing that or or create some sort of noise so that the blokes poked their head out and got that um, super sniper that had been uh, harping on about how good a shot he was. He could have uh, taken he could have picked them off. Yeah, yeah, from, from uh, down the hill, but. You sound like two pros, don't you? I mean, Adam would have shot up there in his jeans and his work boots. <laughs> mm. uh, don't forget well, his hat. Oh, his hat, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob, well, I don't know how you would have shot up there, but... I wouldn't shoot up there. I'm lazy. I'd have slowly wandered around it. You'd have let Adam go first. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, no, that, that that the whole attack was a bit uh, bit OTT, uh, you know, ill conceived, ill thought out. But but um, obviously the bit when the uh, medic is dying, that's quite a moving scene, and they're they're uh, mm. pop, popping him. Yeah, but I, I, I suppose for film though, that drew you in because of the action was machine gun. If you was going mm. around the outside, it might have been a bit boring. True. True. So it's it's about drawing the audience into that film to sort of you know look at this excitement, people getting shot up, they listen to the sound of the guns, and that, that's yeah. I, I think that you don't really start. see that much. You all get it just from Upham's perspective, don't you? It's with the little scope at the back, just seeing the odd movement and sort of dust and smoke and hearing it. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's he's hiding behind a cow, isn't he? And then they call him up yeah. there, and it's all. Uh, it's all, uh, well, it's a horrendous scene with the bloke's been shot across the stomach and goodness knows what else. Now, would you have let that German German uh, chap, uh, what's he, he called? Um, uh, oh, dear. Steamboat Willie. Would you have let him uh, uh, go? I don't know. You'd like to think that well, you would have let him go because it's the right thing to do, but then you weren't, it's not the person you know, is it? It's not. No. Yeah, but then... Can you honestly say to you that you would have let him go and then turned around and looked at the beach and seen, seen all your comrades and that sort of stuff dead on the beach? And then you're going to turn around and let a German go that's on the other side that's killed all your all the people that you've been with? Yeah, I think it's... Um... And sometimes adrenaline takes over, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. definitely, definitely. You know, it's like sort of when you're driving down sort of like a, a like a local um, road and you sort of see sort of two people out of the ordinary, the adrenaline, adrenaline pumps up and you, you want to stare at them, don't you? Like, you wind yeah. down the window and leer at them, yeah. Yeah, you want to fight. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, yeah. That's, that's the sort of person that I sort of take a break a, bo- a, a, a pool cue in a pub, wouldn't it? And sort of say, come oh, on, man. Oh, Christ, I'm bringing that up, aren't you? But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've missed. I've missed all this. I've got. I've got lists. <laughs> I bet you have. Yeah, you're going to be a whiteboard blue. Just admit it. It's a whiteboard. <laughs> you're going to be insufferable because you're going to have plenty of time to think of all sorts. Of... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll start going through the podcast to put them all up. For the next four podcasts, you're going to be a write-on song, aren't you? With facts and <laughs> and uh, oh god. It's to be honest, the facts of this film is quite a tricky one because it's so much in it, there's mm. so much content in it. It's not just one sort of thing that you could pick out, is it? No, no. Would you say this was a pro-war film or an anti-war film? Um, 
It's probably more anti. There isn't really any parts of pro. I mean, they keep talking very vaguely about defeating it, but then the end, they're trying to point out it was the good fight. So yeah. I'm probably anti. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah. I'll go with that. I'll go with our historian. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably more pro than, yeah, more pro than anti. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway. Anyway, back to the film. So they finally find Ryan. Uh, do they? They have. Uh, don't they have another little? No, they, you're right. They do. They they uh, they're walking across that field, and the um, and the uh, half track comes along, and uh, Ryan's one of the people uh, trying to shoot it up. And the, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they find Ryan, and lo and behold, he decides he's not going to go home. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah. That's the time I expected more violence. Yeah, I did as well. I expected the others to front up to him a bit, or, or what have you. I mean, Christ! Like I said, like they say in the film, we've lost two men. In, uh, uh, you know, coming here to find you, and now you're going to say you're not going to go home. And and uh, I know it's all cinematic and all that sort of thing, but did that watching it this time did strike me a little bit o- OTT, but, but, um, well, no, but that just, that, but then proved when then him saying he doesn't want to leave his sort of comrades, it's like, well, yeah, cause if he left, that means there'd be a man down and they wouldn't have had all the, all the Captain Miller's little gang. Yeah. So it was a bit of a double edged, double edged sword, wasn't it? That one. Yeah. Yeah. It's do you go or don't you? But then these people, I mean, when you think about it, do you think, honestly, that they could actually find that one soldier? Likelihood was very low. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they clearly admitted that uh, both the 82nd and 101st, the casualty rates were going to be huge from the paratroopers. The whole point was to sow discord. It wasn't really looking at keeping uh, figures or injured and deaths down. And they massively suffered. Yeah. So the likelihood of finding him was low, and finding him alive was even lower. Yeah. yeah. So, but that it was still a very good, a very yeah. good film, wasn't it? Yeah, in the interest of a good film, they do find him and he's alive. But that the the battle at the end over the bridge, that is every bit as graphic and every bit is is you know. Mm. Is and the Upham storyline in that's important, I think. Yes, it is. Isn't Fighting his yeah. own fears and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, he wasn't uh, a brave person from start to finish but i bet there's more people that had an experience like him where they're absolutely terrified to the bloody core uh than that uh, the, you know there the were sort of heroes during the war but it, it, his story of just freezing and not being able to do anything even though he knew what was going on is probably far mm. more common than, than than people you know people let on yeah. you, you can't blame them can you at all no, no especially like when you've got young sort of 18 year olds and stuff like that who's done for like four weeks training and then you're put straight into that sort of thing yes yeah 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 it's my hat off my hat off it does come down to that one question though why the hell didn't they blow the bridge up since they've blown up every other bridge what was so essential about it because it wasn't a major roadway it wasn't a huge bridge you'd just about get a tank over it why didn't they just blow it it was a bridge in Rommel wasn't it That, that, that they that they kept um, Ramel rather uh, mm. that, that they uh, kept it for, for real in the war, wasn't it? But I I'd seen pictures of it and it looked a lot far more substantial than the than the one. I could the, understand the a more substantial bridge being kept, but you think something like the little bridge they were showing in the film realistically is not going to help you? 
Because you can't get vehicles going both ways on it. So you're yeah. going to have massive backlog on it and traffic. So I didn't, for that little bridge, I didn't wonder, well, I didn't understand why they didn't blow it. Especially since, spoiler alert, the Americans turn up at the end when the P-51s destroy the Tiger and then the Sherman yeah. and a couple of platoons worth of infantry start appearing right after that. They, yeah. And that was the one scene in the film that I thought, no, that, that this isn't going to happen. Is when Corporal Upham realizes that uh, the Steamboat Willie, the German that the, they released, and he suddenly sort of jumps up out of that hole and points one solitary gun at about, there must be about 10 Germans, and they all put down their guns and they actually sort of run off and look, you know, run away looking like, you know, like they're bloody terrified. They, they would they would have gunned him down just like that that, that that little scene there although it was you know adds to the film and, it, and it's part of uh upham's story arc and what have you but uh that just seemed a bit a little bit too far-fetched uh, for me to be honest with you it did a bit considering they're meant to be all um waffen ss soldiers you'd have assumed they'd have been a bit hardier than a couple of um p-51 scaring them off scaring them off yeah but that's just that's just been a little bit picky isn't it but uh really Adam picking no, <laughs> but, no. Uh, no. Some of the explosions in this, like there's one chap who's trying to put a sticky bomb on the yeah. on the tracks, and he gets just blown to pieces, doesn't he? And then uh, when the Germans bring out that bloody great twenty gun, millimeter, yeah, yeah, and it's blowing people's bloody legs off, and Christ knows what. I mean, the Germans always take killing a bit on the serious side, don't they? Especially during the war, <laughs> but uh, they but, did, they did, but, Adam. <laughs> but uh, no, that 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 gun looked like a. What, what, what anti-aircraft or anything like that was it? Or, or... Well, it was a twenty millimeter cannon. I suppose you might have an anti-aircraft role for it, but didn't it didn't have the shield. It was a mobile one, so God. it'd be whatever you want to use it on. It'd yeah, be against some... night tracks and well, you'd, sh- you'd shoot through a bloody house with that, wouldn't you? With some, the, the, the yeah, take thing. the walls down quickly. Yeah, Christ Almighty! Yeah, they were really going for it but uh, but uh yeah but that was that uh bar that um i can't which one had it was right it, right back right yeah yeah that was a big old gun as well wasn't it uh, banging away and i tell you what they did do in this film which we're always commenting in others they actually ran out of uh, ammo uh, and yeah. changed magazines in this film didn't they which which was quite authentic what only link that I've got to this film is I was in uh, the lanes in Brighton, I don't know, early 2000s, and I went into a weapon shop there that I didn't know they had. I was just wandering around looking at it, and they had a couple of the machine guns from what well, they claimed were from Saving Private Ryan up for sale. Oh, right. So they had the MG42 uh, and um, uh, a couple of the rifles, a, a Mauser and um, an M1. So did you keep that by your front door then? I couldn't afford those. <laughs> oh. I don't want to say it, but I was a student at that time. I did not have large oh, amounts of money. Christ, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, I was a student. Yeah. Any, any tenuous link to drop in when you were a student? This is happening yep. all too often, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just there's no smile on my face here. <laughs> I can imagine. So, yeah. did we all like the film? Yes. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was. It's a. It's a bloody good film. The only yeah. thing that and this isn't being. Well, this, I could say this is picky. The bit that uh, I hadn't noticed it before was how long you have the American flag at the very beginning of the film, and how at long the very you have end. the American at the very end. And uh, yeah, it might surprise 
any American listeners to know that um, there were other people involved in the Second World War. And, uh, and, and three of the beaches on D-Day were landed by the British and the Canadians. Only two were landed on by the Americans. But it was an American-based film, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Saving, so, saving well, Private Rob or whatever, was it? Yeah, so why would you have any other flags? So that's being really picky, isn't it? No, well, no, that's what I mean. Is it a pro-war film or an anti-war film? And and uh, I know, um, yeah, well, it's just being picky, yeah. There's, I don't think there was any need for the American flag. It should have been, uh, it, as far as I was concerned, it should have been all the flags. But uh, but no, it's an American-made film, like you said. Yeah. So they can do what they want. We did miss out the... Um well, the other, the ending, the beginning of the film actually starts out with Ryan as an older man looking for the graves. I suppose yeah. that that's why there's American flags because it would have been American cemeteries. I suppose so. Yeah, I'll give him that. Then. But, uh, what I what I want putting um, Adam right there. Have you ever been to any of the uh, graves or whatever? No. Nope. Yes. You have. Yeah. No, I've always wanted to do one of the trips to. Um, uh, I did Belgium. in Belgium. Yeah, I went there with my family, and we went to a few of the little cemeteries, and I went to eat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Got any relatives over there? That, that, that you know, distant relatives, or that, that any special graves or anything like that? Or Rob's, no, Rob's the too senten- young to have any relatives over there, Adam. The sentences who died in the First World War all died before they got to the front of an influenza epidemic in the camps. Uh, the De Wales that were my mother's side. Uh, were pretty much wiped out as part of the resistance during the Second World War, and no one knows where they're buried. Oh right. Uh, what about you? What about you, Adam? No, well, no, I've never, never been out to uh, out there. I'd like to. Jack did the trip, um, mm. the, the the Belgium trip that they do. And, yeah, uh, Alan did that. And went to uh, visit a, a relative of ours that was uh, that, that's buried out there. But no, I'd like to go out and do the same. I, I must admit. And, uh, the Menim Gate is. I mean, I only went there, but it was amazing. Just when you're looking at it, and the names that are scrawled on it are people they've never actually found. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd imagine I mean, Jack came back and said it was quite, you know, awe-inspiring to see these fields of, uh, yeah, fields mm. and fields of crosses and that sort of thing. It's, uh, you know, I know it's should... first first world war, but we did a, a, one of the roads in Flanders. We were driving down, and every sort of 150 meters, 200 meters, there was a different cemetery, a British cemetery on either side of the road, sort of. 30 graves here, 50 graves there, 100 there. And that yeah. was basically each. They were the medical hospitals, and that was the advances they were making. And you're just looking again, it's for so little land, so many people died, it was, yeah. Yeah, and I hope they do carry on being um, well tended and kept, you know, like they are. I hope that's not something that. Um, c- well, the War Grave Commission owns them all, don't they? So, around the world. Uh, yeah, so hopefully they'll they'll carry on being tended, but uh, because war and things like that is something that's not quite so um, prevalent in schools these uh, these days, is it? I don't think it's becoming Adam. less and less of a. You're all crackling up again, Adam. Am are, you I? Look, are you licking the microphone again? No, no, not doing anything different. Yeah, it's a bit crackly. Is it still crackly now? It's crackly. It's not as bad as it was, but it was oh right. Well, we've had this before when Rob and I were doing that. After a certain time, it seems to start to uh, lose its uh, lose its. Anyway, your film, Adam. Your scoring. Uh, I'm going to give this. Well, you've got to give it a ten for the first twenty-five minutes of the film. Uh, got to give it a ten. 
I'd give it a 10 as well. It's awkward to watch him play, <laughs> not just from the violence, but from the, the moral dilemma of it. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I sort of can't see why someone wouldn't give it to anyone wouldn't give it a 10. Yeah. It's a fantastic film, I thought. Brilliant. Yeah. Very, if you haven't watched it, very. Uh, I would advise you to watch it. And also, if you've got sort of teenage kids, I think mm. it'd be also good to get them to watch it because it could educate them as well. Yep, good, good. good if you want to do a quick sum up of AI, it gets a two. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'll give it a five. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no AI. It was a five it. until the last half an hour, and every minute it went and it just lost more. Yeah, I think for me, AI lost it. I lost the plot with AI when he fell into the water, and then this bloody fish picked him up. And and uh, took him. Uh, yeah. Took him. I thought, what the fuck is that all about? Yeah, but yes. Anyway, if you've not seen AI Blue, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, you, you two have sort of. I must admit, I've watched some really good films recently. Some real good sort of meaningful films. Some sort of really good sort of. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's I, that's great because it's your choice. I, I yeah. Even watched, I even watched. Um, what was that film? I wa- no, what, what was that series I watched? Uh, it's about chess. That rush, that um, American uh, oh, chess. Gambit. Queen's yeah. Gambit. Yeah. Yeah, I watched all of that. I mean, I don't know what drew me to it or something like that, but I just started watching it and then I just got into it and watched the whole yeah. series. Yeah, really. We watched that. Sue and I watched it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Some of them, but I got a bit bored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally agree, but I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. Um, the film that I'm. The film, oh, what was it called? It's it's about the um, Bletchley Park, the bloke who invented the um, machine to decode Enigma. The Enigma, yeah. But is that what is that is the actual? What's the film called? Is that the Benedict Cumberbatch one? Yeah, uh, I think it's yeah. called Enigma, isn't it? Uh, I'm not too sure if it is. The book Possibly was could, no imitation game, isn't it? Imitation, imitation game. game. The book yeah. was called Enigma. Then. Uh, yeah, so I the imi- that one, or um, yeah, I'll go for the imitation game. Okay, okay. okay. Right, that was our look at uh, Saving Private Ryan. I hope you liked what you heard. If you do, please take the time to uh, rate and review us. It really helps the show. And if you want to get in touch, it's back to film twenty at gmail dot com. Listen on after the tune, and you'll hear how uh, um, Blues hurt his back, and uh, just a few general other uh, chit chats. Uh, cheers. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, so, how are you doing then? Yeah. How is it? Oh, well, uh, I'm telling you, it's agony. Hmm. What should it's... we call you, Tarzan? Swinging around again? Oh, fucking hell! Oh, does anyone want a pull-up bar? <laughs> no, hardly <laughs> used. Yeah, <laughs> not good for those that are put on a bit of timber during lockdown. Yeah, yeah. And there are sort of um, well, health warnings with it as well. Yeah, yeah. Fucking thing. I know. I know exactly what you mean because I've tried to use jacks and nearly pulled my arms out the bloody socket. And uh, I was, I was telling him. 
when I went up in the attic to get the Christmas decorations like you do, you know, you get that bit where you sort of stand on the steps. Well, it was when I was getting out, and I thought, you know what, I'll put my arms straight and sort of lower myself like I'm doing a dip onto mm. the top of the ladders. And uh, I think I managed to support my own weight for about three-tenths of a second, and next thing I know, I was on the floor in the bloody landing upstairs and he dislocated both arms I think as I came as my body passed <laughs> but uh, well, no. it, it wasn't because the, the bar collapsed that's what happened yeah yeah you, you mm. always see in uh, YouTube videos of people you know, grabbing those things and then the bloody things fall off the, the is it one of those ones that goes around a door frame no it's, it's compression so you wind it out and so it sort of compresses in the door frame oh right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and now now some of them come with cups so they, you screw this cup in and it sits in the cup in the cup yeah, yeah. But this one didn't, and then I fit it first of all years ago, and it's sort of been up there ever since. And then little did I know it had come loose, and Kelly and Reese had put it back up. Oh, right. So obviously, I went to use it and pulled myself up once, thought, yeah, all right. And then I did a dip, and I had my legs straight out, pointing towards Reese, <laughs> and, oh. and did it again, got to the top, and the thing decided just to collapse on me. So about <laughs> a two meter drop straight to the floor uh, and I was just like oh god oh, oh. It's, it was a lot I'm like don't worry just give me 10 minutes I'll be fine I'll be fine I can move my legs I can move my hands and then sort of um, Kelly comes and has a look and she starts sort of she hates sort of emergencies and stuff like that so yeah. she has to come out and lie down on the bed because she felt faint Reese felt Reese <laughs> felt bad about me and then he felt bad about his mum, so he went and sort of looked after his mum. And Bo, bless her, she sort of she, she she's so cool and calm in them sort of circumstances. She could be a perfect paramedic. Mm. And she sort of mm. sat next to me, and she held my hand, and then she went and got the first aid book, and then she put pillows either side of my head, and then she sort of like you know, I'm going to ring the ambulance down. I'm like, no, just give me sort of thirty minutes, I'll be fine. And then she's like, Dad, your face is going blue. it's fine it's fine and then the next thing so then the ambulance comes and i must admit the ambulance was here in what five minutes three minutes Mm. um they come up come up top of the landing assess me and that and then they started pumping morphine and they said right okay we're gonna have to take your hospital on a spinal board but we're gonna have to get another crew to come take you from top of the landing you haven't put all that much timber have you bloody hell well (laughs) it was it's. I think they want two blokes to do it. Yeah, yeah. Sexist there or anything like that to do anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I was only joking. But yeah. Um, and so yeah, so it's they sellotape my head on the board, and I sort of. I bet you were. Bet you were mortified lying there thinking, oh Jesus, everyone's going to be. Well, they, yeah. they, they, they pumped me with so much morphine. It's, by the time I was carrying down the stairs, I don't know where I was to be honest. And then they sort of mm. carried me out into the ambulance and then sort of off I went to the hospital. And then they sort of, like, assessed me and all that sort of stuff. Um, said your spine was okay. We'd take a X-ray of your chest to make sure you haven't punctured a lung. Um, and then they come back and said, you know, you've got, you've got you know, several cracked ribs. Um, and I thought, oh, And then... So then they said, right, what, what, what we do then is take you, we'll take you around to accident emergency reception and you can come and get picked up. And I thought, well, first of all, I can't get up. Secondly, I, I ain't got no shoes. <laughs> and, and they cut my jumper off, so I was just in a T-shirt. Mm. 
And so they wheeled me outside in this one of them trolley things, and it was snowing, and I'm like, mate, because uh-huh. it's freezing cold, and I'm sort of, don't need this. Mm. And then I, I got home about 11, and then I got home, and then um, I went outside for a cigarette, and the halfway through the cigarette, I thought, Kelly, I don't feel too well. And I come back into the house, got to the hallway, and both my legs, my knees just buckled, and I collapsed on the floor. Oh. And so I collapsed on the stone floor in the, in the hallway, and then the kids come bolding downstairs again and sort of well after about half an hour scooped me up off the floor and put me into bed and it was it was it seemed to be getting better and then i went to um, dad's funeral the friday after yeah yeah, yeah. and i think it was getting in, in and out of the car that sort of um must have irritated it twin shit again and then sort of i was on my knees that evening and, and i found that the doctors monday morning and they've just given me extra strong pink you know painkillers and mm. signed me off for a month mm. um, for a month oh bloody yeah yeah that's what i thought a month but then sort of i mean i got one i bought myself a strap to go around my sort of chest and that sort of stuff and no good and going to sleep at night you sort of i like getting and it's difficult to get into bed in certain movements and i lie on my back and then I wake up in the morning, and any movement, that's it. I, I can't go back to sleep. I'm up. I'm, I'm getting up. I'm becoming an old person. I'm getting up at six o'clock every day on the dot mm. with no alarm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a bit like you, Adam. I mean, you know, what, what was it like? Well, I was going to say, I was gonna, I was going to offer you my uh, pedal assisted bike to help you get back on for a bit of rehabilitation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then I got in the car today, you know, I was driving in the car, and I think, if you just sort of, so I was going to get the, added my jab today, and then sort of sitting in the car, I think when you're sitting, I don't know if you're sort of crunching your chest up, but that was killing driving down to Winchester. Yeah. Mm. But uh, I must say this, I'm going to say this in, in um, are we recording? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I give it to all the people involved with sort of the rollout of the jab because it was very well organised. Um, I was in, I mean, I got there, my appointment was at two, got in there at our pass, I was in and out by quarter. quarter what, you've had your COVID jab? Yeah, now I'm, I've got a dead arm, it hurts, I feel achy, I feel knackered. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I was I think I was given it because I was a bit sort of with my breathing. Yeah. And obviously they've given it to me, obviously, as a precaution, perhaps... You know, if I got mm. COVID, it'd be difficult to sort of yeah, yeah, do anything with my chest or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Well done you for having it. Yeah, we we so, were just yeah. Go on. So yeah, so I feel like an over seventy year old, really. You know, in the, in the level five tier five categories or whatever it's called. Well, we've got to look after you, old boys. You know. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm being tracked by the government. I've got my chip inside me. No, yes, yeah, that's right, yeah, and it's completely changed your DNA, and you'll no longer be able to have children. So there you go. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, it's people have got to decide what they want to do for themselves, haven't they? But um, yeah, yeah, uh, and I mean, my attitude is, if it saves me getting being hospitalised if I've got COVID, you yeah. know, and get mild symptoms, then surely that's a plus rather than being sent been taken into hospital put on respirators and everything. yeah 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 uh, and and then even and then even then when after the three weeks sort of you know you can sort of it's it's proper it's, mm. it makes me feel safer going out 
even still with the same precautions of sort of wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel a bit safer. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that there's yeah. still people out there that are determined they're not going to have it and are still listening to these bloody stupid conspiracies about, like you just joked about a chip in there and Christ knows what. If they if they want to track you, they've just got your bloody mobile phone for God's sake. What do they want to stick something in you for? But anyway. uh, I think I think a lot of it. I think the problem with a lot of it is is people uh, uh, sat at home, they're bored, um, and so then they're sort of going through social media or YouTube and looking, watching these conspiracy things, and then it's sort of brainwashing them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's quite right, yeah. The last one I heard was from someone I work with who doesn't want to be polluted by it. Yeah, for God's sake. Well, yeah. No, I've... Risk your family family member lives and stuff like that Mm. if you sort of get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just. Uh, well, I'm I'll I'm going to take it the second I'm offered it. I'll be uh, straight there for it. I just want to like, it's just going to make things easier, make make yourself feel more protected, and it'll yeah. get it get us out of this crap. Quite yeah. frankly, uh, I mean, I, sooner, I, it? I think I had an appointment with the um, doctors on the Monday, and then on the Tuesday I got a text from the doctor surgery saying, "Do you want to book a COVID test?" I thought, "Well, yeah, okay." Ding dong, I'll have that. Yeah, yeah. The week after, I'm, you know, I've had it done and jobs are good. I must admit, there have been times when I've looked at what the government uh, have done and how they've handled it, and there there have been times when they've done all right, and there have been times when, when I think, you know, you've, you're cocking this up. But I'd say they've got this uh, vaccine rollout down to a T. They've really sorted it. To be, oh, I mean, yeah. They've really got it uh, bang on, the amount of numbers that they've... Uh, vaccinated and that sort of thing you know you you can you can uh moan about the the you know this group should have been done or that group needs to be done this sort of thing but they've done bloody well quite frankly um uh, yeah uh, oh, yeah i was very, very impressed i mean yeah. I, I was a bit concerned because i went in the, into the queue um it's in a hotel in winchester um by the science museum oh right yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Lay in, and i'm in the queue and then i looked at the front and i thought there's a bloke standing there just in his trousers. He's got no top on. And I'm thinking, well, what, what's he doing? So, obviously, he only wore a jumper, and then he felt like he had to take his whole top off and just go in there bare-chested. Yeah, yeah. But, he didn't emulate him, then. Didn't fancy that. Mate, I, I, <laughs> most most time, I have to get Kelly to take my T-shirt off. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. he has to put, put my socks on, and, oh, yeah, no, no good. Nothing. Nothing's changed for poor old Kelly then. No, no, sir. She's running around like a blue-ass fly. Oh dear, I bet, I bet. But talking about seeing funny things, like people wearing or not wearing funny things, was it um, last week? I was driving down Lynchfield Park, and there was a sort of like I'm going to say not quite a midget, but not much better than a midget bloke walking up Lynchfield Park. He had a Mohican, and there was a woman walking next to him. And you know those hats that are like uh, that they wear in America, that somebody where it's a raccoon and it's yeah. obviously been skinned, and the and the raccoon head was above the woman's sort of forehead, and the the raccoon went down her back, and they were just walking up the road in the uh, Lynchfield Park. This is about uh, you know half eight in the morning, and you know when you stop, you were not. I didn't stop, but I sort of slowed down and sort of gave him a double look. And I caught eyes with the with the midget bloke with the Mohican. You know when somebody does that stance where they sort of look like, come on then, all this sort of thing. Mm. He sort of like did that in the middle of the road. <laughs> I thought, what the hell? Yeah, Obviously preparing for the pub race, weren't they? Come on. Well, they're getting in 
yeah, it was just seemed so bizarre that sort of half eight on a, I think a Wednesday morning, there was a woman with a raccoon on her head and a bloody midget with a Mohican walking up into your park. But there you go. But maybe, maybe it was you, you slowing down to five mile an hour and really broken your head over. And Did you lean out the window and pour some paint on the floor in an obscene gesture? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, I just thought uh, it was really weird to, to see midget Mohican and a woman with a raccoon type thing on her head. But there you go. Each to their own, isn't it? Each to their own, that's right. I think COVID's brought out the best and the worst in a lot of people, I think. But uh, no, that was uh, quite quite bizarre. It obviously hasn't changed you much, though, has it? No, I'm still a happy, uh, happy-go-lucky person that I've always am. Ask him about conspiracy theories. He's been loving those. <laughs> the what, sorry? Conspiracy theories. Uh, yeah, I've been oh, hearing all sorts of conspiracy theories, and it's just, after a while, I just feel like shooting myself. I think this would be less painful to catch COVID, quite frankly, than listen to some of the crap that I've had to listen to. But there yeah, you but, go. But some people really get into it, don't they? They oh, do. Yeah. They really do. Really brilliant. And, and, um, is it my fo- phone? Or is it when you're talking, is there, is there bad feedback? There is some feedback from Adam. I'm, I'm not getting it at this end, I must admit. Uh, yeah, well, I'm getting at this end. It's like it's sort of a, a real bad sort of recording. Is it? Is that, are you are you, are you that, getting too close to the microphone again? Is is that any better? That yeah, is. Uh, uh, you're, you're too close to the microphone. <laughs> it's been so nice, Blue. I've missed you so much, but it's been so <laughs> nice having all these all these comments every uh, Wait, every. Um... I'm I'm only trying to sort of support the listeners because the listeners are not going to want to listen to a, a dodgy recording because well the listeners. Wanted to listen to you, Blue. They've been missing you. They've been well, missing you. Yeah, we've had a couple of three emails. Well, they're not going to want you to listen. To you licking the microphone when we're doing the podcast. Uh, last night, I nearly texted you both because I was um, editing. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? And it's the one <laughs> where where you give the um, story of the uh, ferret. And, right. uh, honestly, I right. was laughing. No, 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 no. I can't have too much laughter. <laughs> honestly you, then I recommend you don't listen to the uh, oh brother where art thou until uh, your ribs are well and truly um, healed because uh, well Rob in the recording Rob is in hysterics listening to you I'm in hysterics listening to you and we, we get into quite a debate over who's the bigger hillbilly me or you but uh, I'll have to get that one posted and, uh, and, and, did, and did, oh, yeah. did we confirm who was the biggest hillbilly I think Rob said you were, but... Uh, Did he? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> no. Well, that's a good title. At least I've got a title anyway. At least yeah. I beat you on something. But, uh, but uh, dear... What, no, You're it, a positive I, man there. You know, honestly, I was, in, I was just laughing, listening to it. I think, God bloody... Oh, I wonder if anyone finds this as funny as we do, but, uh, yeah, we'll have to okay. wait and see. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. That's right. That's right. That's the attitude. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe we should do some um, podcasts on conspiracy theory, shouldn't we? We should, yeah. And uh, try and debunk them. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, because then uh, we could sort of look, in, look into the facts and give some facts away and that sort of stuff and then let people give make their decisions of which way do they want to go. Yeah. Well, pick a theory. Well, I, I, I don't really look into it too much, to be honest, so, but you two obviously do. Well, Adam's heard them all, I think. I think Has I've he? heard them all from, yeah, from high-flying, super high-flying jets that are actually 
dispersing the COVID into the upper atmosphere. That's why we've all got it. To uh, like Rob said earlier, like you said earlier, we're all going to have a chip in our in our, uh, in our arms after the COVID vaccine, and the government will be able to keep tracks on where we are and what we're doing twenty four hours a day. So uh, no, yeah, I've heard it all. I, I, I think I, I think I might be start calling myself Jason Bourne now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> track me on a scan of the lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't care. What, what do I do that's worth well, they're tracking? Doing it on our, they could do it on our phones anyway. Who doesn't leave their phone around or isn't checking up on things or looking up the internet? If they want to know what's going on, they'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I must admit, I, I have watched the series, Um, is it The Hunted? The Hunted. Oh, yeah. Is that the one where the people are trying to keep away from uh, the people tracking them and what have you? Is that, is that, that was a bit like a, a, a competition one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I binge watched that the other day. I'm suggested watching it. And yeah. I thought, do you know what? I could give. I, I reckon I could give that a go. Yeah, um, I've watched it, and I reckon I could do better than some of those people. They're so bloody dark. But uh, yeah, no, I reckon I could have a good go at keep keeping off the grid for um, twenty twenty six days. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't realize it was that long. But, uh, but yeah. yeah. It can't I mean, be that difficult. For God isn't that about how long has it took that woman to row across the Atlantic? So if you just did that, no one would find you. No one's going to bloody catch no, you, I, I suppose there's rules and regulations that you can't go outside the country. I imagine they take your passport away, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yes, they do, yeah. yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, I watched just the last series, and, and there's just one couple from Wigan, um, and uh, it got to the point where um, there's quite a youngish couple, and then she was missing her dog. So she had to go back to the house to see the dog. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I think I saw that on Gogglebox. You think? Uh, yeah. Oh my. You know. Don't get me wrong. It's you know people who are attached to animals, and maybe mm. if they haven't got children, and they are sort of attached, they see their animals as children, which is you know fair enough. You know, it's that companion or that sort of like a child sort of thing. But to go back and you know not to be able to be not see your dog for twenty six days. Oh, God. Yeah. Quite yeah, I'd quite happily get away from mine for 26 days. Oh, bloody Sheila ran off again this evening. Oh, no, I, it, it, oh it, really? If ever I get a ready gun licence, I think she'll be the first thing I shoot when I get her, quite frankly. Did, yeah. So how, how did you get the dog back tonight, then? Uh, lots of screaming, uh, bellowing, and uh, basically just waiting until she was ready to come back. Bloody hell. And, uh, you know, she knows not to come too near me because I'll try and wallop her with a lead or something and she goes straight to sue and uh, uh gets in the car and looks at me like i'm sort of ogre but uh there you go well she's obviously a good good judge of character then. <laughs> she wants to bloody stay away from me when she runs off like that because it look, she does this thing where it looks like she's coming back and then she'll just dart off again at the last second you know well i can't use the language i think when i'm out on a walk but um no, it's, uh, I'd shoot the bloody thing if I ever got a gun license. And uh, and um, our, I, I heard you had a party. I heard you had a party at the weekend. A party? What do you mean? Yeah. No. Well, I heard you had a bit of a um a party that Rob and I wasn't invited to at the weekend. With well, this one again. This weekend? No. Yeah, didn't, didn't you see all the stuff on Facebook, Rob? No. What was no. that? People can. People complaining about Adam letting the fireworks off. No, it wasn't me. There was someone letting fireworks off on. You didn't hear the fireworks. What, yeah. what? Did you go around to someone else's house for the party this year? No, he, no. Must, he must have done. Yeah. There, there was loads of complaints, apparently. I, uh, mm. yeah, no, I did hear some fireworks on Saturday, yeah, on Saturday, but I never, I didn't know where they were. But uh, I, I didn't even know people had been complaining about them. 
Oh, yeah, cool. there, was, there was loads. But then one person piped up and said, um, it, it might be actually someone's special birthday or something like that, like a sort of a 50th, a 60th, a 70th, hmm. celebrating that person's special birthday. And who gives them the right to ruin it for them by not allowing them to let off a few fireworks? It's Yeah, I think... Uh, Things that wouldn't normally bother people are, well, they've got nothing else to get arsy about, haven't they? So a few fireworks can seem like, uh, you know, bonfire night in your back garden and people go berserk over it. But uh, no, it's nothing to do with me. What, oh, you've uh, had a bonfire party in your back garden at some no. stage, haven't you? <laughs> no, oh, Christ, no. How many uh, people did you have around? No, well, anyway. Sure you'd friends, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, Christ. Here we go. Friends only, Rob. Friends only, mate. <laughs> now how you're treated. Yeah, come out of that old chestnut in a minute. Oh, I'll invite you next time. Yeah, next time. And then he arranges COVID just so he doesn't have to. Yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's going to be an extra special bonfire night this this year, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you will both. I will insist you both come, and it won't start until you both there. In fact, I'll let you uh, light the first and the last firework. There you go. At this rate, I think it's going to tie us to the bloody bonfire. Uh, I reckon. I reckon he's going to organise some sort of Kaylee dancing or something like that on on his own decking. <laughs> you you would love it if you did it. I tell you, you'd love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, right. never been away, Blue. Yeah. Oh, well, I've missed you. I must admit, it's been it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been a very long time. Yeah, it has. Um, but it's it's been a it's been a full on few months, I'd say. Um, yeah. It, and it's, uh, you know, it's it's nice to not have, you know, that it's sad and it is very sad, but it's also sort of not work, uh, doing a full time full time job and then sort of visiting the hospital all the time and that sort of stuff, and I, I've, and I've also got to take my hat off to the hospice. Um, mm. That is it, the Countess of Brecknoff Hospice in Andover. Right. Yeah. They were absolutely fantastic, uh, and uh, if uh, I, I wouldn't, I would, I would highly recommend. And sort of, the people are lovely. It's a lovely environment, and it's a lovely place to sort of, well, friend of life, I suppose. Um, mm. And 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 also, what you got to also consider is um, if you fancy a pint, Rob. Because if you fancy a pint, don't drive. Because about 10 o'clock at night, you hear this trolley going around. And you're thinking, what is that noise? It's only a drink. It's a, it's a drink trolley. Ooh. Going around with alcohol on it. You know, wine, port, whiskey, beer. And, and they're so nice. And then they say, look, would you like a drink as well? I'm like, no, no, I'm driving, thanks. But, you know, thanks very much for the offer. But mm. But even even that, what a nice sort of you know. If people were yeah. able to, to drink, and why shouldn't they at the end of life? What a way of making people feel comfortable and sort of trying to keep life a bit as normal as possible. So, but yeah, they really made me welcome. They were very sort of supportive, and I can't sort of take my hat off to them enough. So. At the moment, my praise for the NHS with the COVID stuff, the jab, um, me being taken off on a stretch on on a spinal board. I, I've had my full works really. 
It does sound like him. Oh, sorry, I'm laughing with you, Blue, not at you. <laughs> oh, well, uh, and I'm having a checkup on um, Friday with an MRI, so yeah, so I'm getting my full money's worth out of it all. Nice. Well, it's, it's, sometimes it feels like you go through uh, stages like that where bloody everything goes wrong with you and everything you bloody touch, isn't it? But uh, but uh, no, it's it's, uh, it's it's good that you've had good experiences all right. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah, my daughter's at the top of the uh, top of the stair centre in the um, paramedics. Yeah, my dad's a bit of a hy- hypochondriac, really. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that morphine's nice, though, isn't it? I, mean, I must admit. Uh, that. Yeah, they was they was pumping me full of that on top of yeah. the stairs. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was great. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then I got to the hospital, and then I'm, I'm on this sort of lead on this bed, and on the checkup bed, and that sort of stuff. And then some nurse comes along and says, Right, do you want some painkillers? I'm like, Yeah, can I have some more morphine, please? And he had a little tablet and a glass yeah. of water. And I said, um, I'm not being funny, but am I meant to get up and drink that? I, I can't move. Yeah. And he yeah. Went, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll try and get you up. I ain't getting any more morphine, am I? Yeah, yeah. But, mm. yeah, I mean, definitely wouldn't advise having a cigarette afterwards. No. No. That's a definite no-no mix for future, for anyone listening out there. Don't mix. Well, don't smoke. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but, so, yeah, I, I've had a few bit, <laughs> some experiences over the last few months. But it's Does good like it? Do not envy you. No. No, no, certainly with backs and ribs. You, I mean, you can't not breathe. So your ribs are always going to yeah. be moving, aren't they? So, oh, bugger that. Well, I can't sneeze. If I sneeze, I've got to really hold my ribs together because it absolutely <laughs> heals. And, and I'm like, I, when I cough, I try and not full cough and just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what a mess. Living the dream, that's what you're doing. Living the yeah, dream. But- if I did it something, doing something, you know, like fall, falling off a ladder or something if like that. If you did it doing different. something stupid, like what? Like, pull up. Pull up. Yeah, so <laughs> two, two metres off the floor and falling on your back. I'm thinking, and lucky it was, okay, it was half laminated floor and half sort of carpet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right on your back. Oh, why can't I land it on my ass? No, <laughs> I, I had to do it in my back, didn't I? I think yeah. that should be the title for today's episode. If you do it, why couldn't I have landed on my ass? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it's sort of, that's the first ever time in my life I've ever been in an ambulance. Mm. Yeah, I don't uh, think I have touched wood, have I? Yeah. No, I, I, up to that point, I haven't. Sort of thing, and you know, sort of. To have two ambulances parked outside your house. I bet all their neighbours were windows were t- uh, win- oh. curtains were twitching, weren't they? Or oh, and this this makes it even. This, listen to this one: is a, a mate of mine contacted another mate on the Monday um, and said, um, "Oh, tell me, they must have heard some stories around Whitchurch, and they must have got the stories a bit mixed up. Is they must have um, because he went. He said, oh Tell me I'm not right, am I? As as Blue passed away, <laughs> yeah. and my mate went what? And so, but they obviously heard half the story of my dad passing away, and then mm. heard another story of that I was carted off to the hospital in an ambulance on Sunday night, 
and mm. sort of put the two and two together and made six. Yeah, yeah. Because I was getting drip, drip fed from Jack what was going on. He said, he sort of came, his old blues really hurt his back. Oh, right. And then it's sort of like half an hour later, oh, he's really hurt his back and ribs. Oh, right. Yeah, blues in a blues gone to hospital and ambulance. Like, what? What the hell is he doing? <laughs> but, uh, it's sort of like getting worse and worse as the evening went on. But uh, yeah, bless. But I, I must admit, Reese was, you know, Reese was really sort of caring and blessing me. You know, felt it. It was his fault because it was his pull-up bar. Um, and yeah, they they were great. It's just Kelly needs to practice on a sort of dealing with sort of um, instances and not feel yeah. faint all the time. Yeah. No, Sue's a bit like that when it comes to blood. If anyone's got a blood injury or anything wrong with their eye, she ends up uh, nearly passing out. But uh, she goes through most other things. I can second the thing with eyes. Oh, can't do eyes. I mean, like I think Bo must have been about seven, and I I was playing around with a live streamer and took took my fingers off. That's right. You stuck them in bloody glue, didn't you? We chatted about that. Again, Kelly was fainting. And then Bo was standing there, you know, a little seven-year-old. Um, Bo, get me super glue. And she's like, okay, Dad, I'll put some plasters on it for you. With what? And you're thinking, where's my wife? She's fainting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So story, the moral of the story is make sure you've got one of your kids around. Yeah, yeah. I think possibly both of mine would be laughing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. What, what they... what. And uh, what they should have done to make it even more funnier is taken some pictures of me when I was on the stretcher board. Oh, please say they did. Yeah. But luckily they didn't. Yeah. Because they felt so bad and didn't feel it was right taking pictures of me on the spinal board and all strapped up. But they should have done because then they could have posted it and t- taken the mickey out of me for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, so, no, no, but enough, you... enough about me. Yeah. Which yeah, we, we'd love to have done anything. We haven't done a thing. We haven't done anything yet. This is going to be one of our longest podcasts at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob and I recently have been wrapping up after about 35 minutes. Or, well, yeah. yeah, both like that. <laughs> <laughs> Get it done, job done, and that's it. No matter yeah. about. But uh, <laughs> no, we, we've watched some films that uh, we know you would not enjoy. So uh, you, I think you've done all right on that. Yeah, Kelly... Kelly did tell me that I think, and uh, yeah. I was I was quite sort of happy that both of you two was watching them sort of type of. Oh, it was obviously sci-fi films. Um, well, we almost had to make you redo the Princess Bride because someone lost it, but they found it again. Found yeah, it again. I, I, yeah. I'd, I'd refuse. I'd have to say no. I couldn't watch it again. I couldn't even watch the titles, let alone watch the film. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, sorry, I, I just well, let's not go into that one because that'd be me dribbling on for quite some time. But, uh, well.